G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Last year, two Australian Christians met some of the many families that have become indebted to brick kiln owners on a mission trip to Pakistan. The families live in the brick kilns. Their children must keep Their children must help meet the daily quota of bricks and they have no chance to attend school. The work is labour-intensive and the wages are minimal, resulting in an entrapment of the entire whole family in a never-ending cycle of debt and servitude. Now, this cycle is often continuous, down through many generations of one family, with many never knowing life outside of a brick kiln. Now, out of that experience, a new ministry was born with the aim to free families from a life of slavery in the brick kilns of Pakistan. Stephen Downey is co-founder of Redeemer Ministries, and Stephen is joining us. Stephen, welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much. Stephen, just as we get underway here, we understand redemption in its definition based on the idea of freedom from shackles, freedom from slavery, and I imagine that's where your ministry names come from. That is exactly right, and we wanted to call it Redeemer Ministries because it centres on Christ, who is the Redeemer. Give us some impression here just how widespread this form of slavery is in Pakistan. How many brick kilns are there across the nation? There are 20,000 brick kilns in Pakistan and about 80 to 100 people in a brick kiln. And that means about 40 adults and around about 40 children. The adults cannot read or write and the children cannot read or write. So it is astounding the size of the challenge here. And when you say slavery, there is some payment. But as I mentioned in the introduction, there's an entrapment level that keeps families in debt from generation to generation. That is correct. They get $2 per day. They work seven days per week. They start at 4 a.m. and they finish at dusk and uh, they've got to make 600 bricks per day or if they're a family, they have to make 1,500 bricks per day. So the children are involved as well. And if they don't make the quota each day, then whatever uh, is needed goes on to their debt. You see, they go into the brick kilns in debt The brick kiln owner offers to pay off their debt. It may have been through accident or illness or some family tragedy. And so the brick kiln owner offers to pay their debt and they have to work off their debt. Now, we met people in the brick kilns of Pakistan who had been there for 40 years. And what sort of percentage might there be of those families? And I'm assuming they're not all Christians, 
but there obviously are a lot of Christians who are enslaved here in these kilns. Yes, there are. It's it's mostly made up of uh, Muslim people, but there certainly are Christian people there because they're visited. Uh, they, they receive a visit many of the brick kilns by a Christian pastor. That's how we're able to get into the brick kiln. You see, they're neglected by the religion of Pakistan and they're neglected by the government of Pakistan. The only people that are visiting the brick kilns are Christian pastors. So we were invited to go there to have a look. We uh, conducted you know, some little meetings that came together, gave our testimony, told them why we were there, told them the purpose of our visit. And, um, and then when I heard the stories of individual families that I met, I, I was in shock to think of how cruel this whole system was. Well, Stephen Downey, honour to you and your other co-founders because you've become now a voice for the voiceless and uh, you've already been involved in the release of something like 19 families. Give us some insights into how that all came about. Yes, well, while we were there, um, we, we were so touched by the situation that we, we redeemed five families in personally and then uh, when we came back to Australia we were so moved to start this new organization Redeemer Ministries and now there are 19 families that have been redeemed from the brick kilns now it only seems a, a drop in the bucket and we know that but of course it's a world changing experience for each family those families are released from the brick kiln they are given three months free food they're given three months free rent. And the purpose of that is to get them established so, because we don't want them to go back to the brick kiln. And furthermore, uh, the children are then become part of the school system and they are all, each family is nurtured by the church. Now, so far, there are 17 families that are practicing Christians. So it's a very good story. So when you say redeemed, uh, that means you go in, you pay their debt, and you yeah. allow them to be freed from the brick kiln. You're providing accommodation, yeah. and uh, you're getting their kids into school. It's an amazing that's, thing. That, that's, it's a very holistic ministry. And out of that has been birthed already, and we're, this is only a new ministry, but out of that already you've been able to start 16 Christian schools. Yes, this is a very exciting uh, story because what was very noticeable when we were over there, we could see that there was no education, nothing for the children. They couldn't read or write. And we were asked to pray, we would, would we be able to help the families by bringing in a Christian teacher. They weren't asking for buildings. They weren't asking for teacher from the system in Pakistan. They wanted a Christian teacher. And we wanted to know, well, what would that involve? And we were able to find out that we could, if we could get a Christian teacher, it would cost $1,000 per year, $100 for a mat, $100 for books. And so came back to Australia and I shared the story with a few churches and now we've got 16 Christian schools 
in the brick kilns in Lahore in Pakistan. Very, very simple. I mean, absolutely basic, but it's all about teaching them how to read and write, giving them the basics of education and particularly giving them a Christian education. Stephen, it's astounding the progress that you've made in such a short space of time. And that's not all, because now you've got two mobile medical vans that you've been able to get operating there in Lahore in Pakistan. Uh, I think you've got another one on the way too, but uh, what do those mobile medical vans do? Well, thank you for that question, because this is the third part of the ministry I could see that there was no doctors, no medicine, no painkillers, no penicillin. There was absolutely nothing there in the brick kilns. People kept coming up to me and asking me to pray for them. And this was a very constant thing in our visit in Pakistan. And I was sort of querying why there was so much request. And then I realized there was no medical facilities in the brick kilns. And so the prayer was that we would get a mobile medical van with volunteer doctors and we'd put medicine in the van enough to last for 12 months, which was $3,000. And so we've now got two mobile medical vans going around the brick kilns in Lahore and offering medical assistance uh, to people with broken arms or, you know, all sorts of illnesses, particularly with children. There's a lot of children we found that were quite sick. So this is now happening, and it's done in the name of the Lord. That's what's so exciting about it. You've got such goodwill uh, when you say these things are done in the name of the Lord. It's like extending the hand of Jesus as he does through us. Uh, is yes. there any capacity for you to uh, to plant churches? Is that a plan that you might have for the future? Is there some way that you can uh, disciple those new believers? How does all that happen, Stephen? That happens through the local church. It's an evangelical church uh, in Pakistan, in Lahore. It's qu- quite a ministry in itself, really. Um, very exciting to see how the church is growing in Pakistan. It's a persecuted church. I mean, look, some of these children, uh, it's, um, I mean, probably some people would would know that when a girl reaches 10 or 11 years of age, they actually become quite vulnerable to kidnapping or to abduction. So these girls in Christian schools really need to be looked after and need to be protected. It's a very, very serious problem that's going on in Pakistan. So uh, I see this as a as a very holistic ministry. I also see it as something that's in the mind of our Lord. This is what happened in the Gospels. He preached the our Lord preached the word, and he had compassion for the people. That's what it's about. You know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who'll be saying, now, I could pray for your ministry, and no doubt you want people who'll be partners to pray along with you. You also, uh, no doubt, would look for a few more friends for the ministry, those who might be financial supporters. How would you hope people listening to our conversation today might respond, uh, having heard the need that's going on there in Pakistan? 
Well, they certainly could look at our website, redeemerministries.net, and they'd be very, very happy to make uh, contact with us. It would be a great blessing for people to share with us in this ministry. And Redeemer Ministries, you've got plans to go way beyond the borders of Pakistan and you want to work with all sorts of international contexts where governments are not Christian or democratic and there's persecution. Uh, what do yes. you what do you, you know, give us a little big uh, give us a big picture here, Stephen? What do you what have you got in mind uh, for the future? Well, we're actually going to support a missionary in a missionary couple in the Amazon jungle. Uh, we've been over there, there's a little church there and there's a real desire to reach into the interior of the jungle where there are people who have never heard the gospel and uh, to set up an evangelistic team of local people, you know, the, the local Christians. I find it important to work with the local Christians. I think it's very, very important that, you know, we uh, encourage them and inspire them and that they do the work because they know the cultural sensitivities. And so um, our work in the Amazon jungle has been a bit bit prevented because of the COVID-19, but um, it's about to possible to send the uh, couple into the Amazon jungle in the next few weeks. Well, I'll look forward to getting an update from you on how that progresses. But Stephen Downey, you're a champion and a special honour to you uh, doing amazing things with a new ministry called Redeemer Ministries. Uh, Simply Google Redeemer Ministries or go to redeemerministries.net. You might want to partner with Redeemer Ministries, prayer, Uh, friendship, uh, but certainly, uh, no doubt, uh, those financial dollars too from people who will be supporters will be very important. RedeemerMinistries.net. Stephen Downey, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 